Hi everybody, it's Karen Sullivan with Aging Women Know, and I am really excited because I actually happen to be out of town, and I am in Oklahoma. I promised myself I wasn't going to sing, and, <laughs> and then I went and did it, and I'm here with my new friend, Nancy. How are you, Nancy? I'm doing good. <laughs> so we are at her ranch, uh, the hus- her, she and her husband's ranch, and um, so how is it that we met? We met through our husbands. Um, My husband and your husband were stationed together in the Navy in late 70s, early 80s. And I was stationed at the same squadron. So I knew knew Lance and I knew your husband and um, we all worked on F-14s. So the Tomcat community. The Tomcat community. Yes. That's a very special group of people. Yeah. If you're going to be in the canoe club, that's the one you want to be in. <laughs> there you go. And so where were you guys stationed? We were all stationed together at Miramar, which is down in San Diego, which is no longer there. It's now a Marine Corps base, but it was the big naval air base for the area, for the West Coast. It was the biggest one. And um, I was there for four years. And then I went overseas for four years into the Philippines, and then I came back and worked at Top Gun my last two years. Oh, was that also in San Diego? Yes. Top Gun's out there? Top Gun's at NAS Miramar also. Oh, okay. All right, right. And so you've been out in the Navy, though, for a while. Yes. I got out in 2006. I had broken service. I got out for about five or six years, and I went back in in 96, so retired in 2006. Okay. All righty. And then um, I know you didn't retire at that age. You did no, not work? I got out and I got on with um, Department of Treasury, which then started Homeland Security, came about, and I was working for Homeland Security and worked with them for gosh, probably about 10, 11 years. And then I started working for the Forest Service as a budget officer, so traveled around, went from Georgia to Wyoming for a couple of years, down to Arizona for a couple of years, over to California for a couple of years, retired, and now I'm in Oklahoma. <laughs> and are officially retired, except taking care of things here, Yeah, right? I have four horses. Um, my mare is an ex-race horse. She was on the track for three years. And I have her son, who I had bred her to a big quarter horse up in Wyoming. And then I moved them with me everywhere I went. And when I got to California, I started volunteering at a wild horse area up in the Tehachapi Mountains. They're called the Oak Creek Horses. They're a um, contained herd of about 100 horses on 3,000 acres. And uh, the story goes that these horses are from Morgan descent. They were released in the 30s when the rancher who was breeding them, I guess, had tax troubles so he didn't want him to take everything he owned so he let go a stud and some mares and that's how this herd supposedly got started so there's a hundred horses out there anywhere from 85 to 110 depending on how many foals they have that year and um, they just run freely so they're a feral herd they're not a mustang they're a feral herd and they're from a morgan descent so they're all black or dark dark brown um, very little white on any of them, but that's it. If you see a horse of a different color, it's not part of this herd. Ah, uh, so, right. And the lady that manages them adopts out, you know, the young babies after they're done weaning off their moms. And so I would help her 
uh, wrangle them into shoots to get them divided up, help transport them all over California. Mm -hmm. You know, give them shots, work with them, foster. I fostered a couple babies just to get them handled so somebody could adopt them and start, you know, brushing them and doing things with them because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a wild animal, you know, you can get hurt, they can get hurt. So it's easier just to get that 30 days on babies so they're used to people, especially coming out of the wild because they've already got the wild instinct. Right. You know, so. Right. That has a hundred years behind That's it. That's right. right? Yeah. Right? It has every every instinct from its mother that it briefly hot for six months. So yeah, right. I know that uh, Morgans, I, you know, see your Morgan and I'm like, oh my goodness. I always liked them as a kid. I would like the, I like the, their face, the shape of their head, their neck, you know, the way the mane is. They're very and, noble looking with that straight, that straight nose and they got that big neck and they're very, uh, very prideful animal. Mm -hmm. Very prideful and they're very uh, good natured, smart, built really nice. So I mm -hmm. think uh, they used to be very, very popular. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, you know, horses, you know, different years, different breeds are the flavor of the month. But Morgans have always been a very steadfast horse, mm -hmm. I think. That's Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So when we've talked, and before we go forth, I want to talk more about the horses because <laughs> I, <laughs> I love them. I'm standing from a distance because I can't, with my shoulder, I can't really get close enough to, you know, touch too much, but they come to see me across mm -hmm. the fence and that's been lovely to talk to them and, you know, they smell me and I can smell them and just, it's delightful. So we'll touch on that, but I wanted to ask you about your jobs with, in the Navy and, you know, was there any continuity of, um, some specific skill that you learned early on and carried it through? Well, I came from a ranching background, so when I joined the Navy as experience, I had um, ranch hand. So, <laughs> and I really didn't know what I wanted to do in the Navy. You know, it was just kind of, I went in as a non-rate. That means not a job assigned. I wasn't gonna go to school. I went from boot camp straight into a squadron, and I worked on the flight line, launching planes and recovering them, and still didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I, I've always been good with my hands, so I decided I, I think I'll be a jet mechanic. <laughs> so just, you know, I think I tend to gravitate towards uh, non-female roles and jobs mm -hmm. because I'm very, I like to be very physical and, um, and I don't like to sit around a lot. So I went from ranch hand to jet mechanic and then from jet mechanic to mom. And then when I went back in after I had my son, I became a storekeeper and I unloaded ships and ran the big cranes to unload all those big Connex boxes for ships going overseas. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that was very busy because that's when um, we were still fighting in Iraq, Afghanistan. So I was in Kuwait twice. I went over there and we offloaded ships and ran all the containment and supplies coming in and out for the army mm. just to help them. And then I retired in 2006. I think my unit was just getting ready to go back again. So missed it. Yeah. That's okay though. Oh, well, you went twice. Yeah. 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 That was enough. <laughs> that so, was enough. Um, yeah. I just kind of always stuck with those male kind of jobs. And then I got out and, you know, the maybe it's very physical work. All the jobs I had, very, mm -hmm. you know, labor intense. So I decided I'd like to try to do something else. So when I started working for the government, I just went in at the very bottom level as a little clerk, 
but found out I was very good with numbers and slowly moved up the ladder and became a, a finance officer, budget officer, which let me move around a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Kind of a troubleshooter. You know, I'd go to a place for a couple of years, kind of straighten their stuff out and then move on. So it was still very interesting and very fun. Mm -hmm. And I think what the military did for me was give me that great foundation and worth ethic that has just carried me through from being a teenager to an adult. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. <laughs> well, I tell you, when you guys were talking, you were stationed in the Philippines for a yes. while. Ugh. And my husband was also there. And there was such a sense of... Um, Oh, love actually and respect for the people. Yes. And and how you know neat it was to be there and be a part of that life. You know. Yeah. Well, I think whenever you go to a third world country and the people are happy to see you, instead of so many countries that don't like Americans there, but the Philippines was a very friendly country and um, beautiful people, but a third world country, very poor, very dirty. You know, a lot of things, jobs people do to live are not socially acceptable in the United States. But when you're there as a guest to that country, you have to respect what they're doing. And it's your job to have that positive American image, I think, when you go to any country. Because that's what you're representing. And I've been to probably about 12 to 15 different countries working. You know, mm -hmm. um, Thailand, Malaysia, Australia, Korea, Japan. Hong Kong, Singapore, mm -hmm. just a lot. So it's just always um, love the military. Did yeah, it did a lot for me. That's but, yeah. that's that's really neat. That's really really neat. So we're gonna switch back over to talk about the horses. Oh, my favorite. The favorite. I know. <laughs> I know. And so you found this property that has how many acres? Fifty-eight acres, and it had a, a thirty by forty barn with a cement floor. So more of a big workshop but I found it on realtor.com. I just started looking for places and I was in California at the time. So I kept moving east more and more because things were getting more and more expensive. So and I didn't want to go to Texas because it was too hot. So I looked at Oklahoma and I saw this property, 58 acres and a nice home and it was all totally fenced. And I called him up and said, okay, I want to get this. Can you do a video walkthrough with me? And I put in an offer and moved within 45 days. Packed up wow. all the horses, goats, dogs, a husband, the house, <laughs> the barn, and uh, just headed out. Took three days to get here, stopping with horses overnight. And now we're here, got here in December, and I just got a barn built, a low profile barn built for the horses and the hay. and all that so they have a home mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. 58 acres is it's big and it's it's just wonderful to see them out grazing and running around and just being horses mm -hmm. you know it's just it makes my heart happy mm -hmm. <laughs> it's uh you know we got here friday and it just from the get-go of course friday it was pretty windy Saturday even worse yes. with the wind so we really weren't able to spend a lot of time out but just to watching them from afar was neat yeah you could sit in the living room and they'll run past the window 
galloping to you know one set of trees and you're like there they go there they go and it's it's just fun and it's fun watching them interact with each other and all their little personalities come out Mm -hmm. i mean it's just it's a dream for me i'm i'm 62 so it took me a while to get here Uh but um i'm i'm enjoying it immensely definitely and he had horses as a kid yes grew up with horses had horses all my life and then didn't in the military Rode some in the military, went on a horse buying trip when I was in the Philippines to New Zealand for the morale welfare division of the military. We would go and find stuff, and so they were looking for horses for rental for trail riding. So I got to go on a buying excursion to New Zealand. Even nice. though I wasn't involved with the, the that division, I knew horses and they knew it. So Aww. I kind of looked out. And then as soon as I got out... Um, Within like five years, I bought a horse because mm-hmm. I was riding other people's. And I said, I might as well just go buy a horse. Right. Because right. it's been so long. And once you get one, you can't have just one. Right. It's like two. And then I was like, okay, I'm not going to have more than Mindy, which is my big mare and her son. And then there was little Mimi, one of the little wild horses. She was four months old. And so I took her in. And, and then I took Bug in. He was a kind of a neglect neglected horse that somebody had so I'm full I don't need any more horses (laughs) four is enough four is enough so you have Mindy is a gray thoroughbred right her son Rowdy is he's a appendix so that's quarter horse and thoroughbred and he's got paint in him so he's got a big white bald face and white socks and then the two little black ones and I just have to say he's a beast He's gorgeous. He is so beautiful. He's a he is he's he can be a little turd though, but he is he's a he's a good looking horse and he has lots of personality mm-hmm. and he likes to be the center of attention. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Typical male. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then the two wild formerly wild horses, yes. you know, are just all they're very sweet. They learn fast and um Mimi, I call her Mimi One Sock because she has one white sock. She's going to be three years old. And Bug, because he likes to bug you so much, he follows you around and steals, like, your, if you're raking, he'll steal the rake, he'll steal a hammer, he'll just take off with your hat. He's just, he's like the little clown. Um, so he named, I named him Bug, and he's almost four years old. Uh-huh. So they'll both be, you know, we're just starting to sit on them and get them used to people putting their weight on them and stuff and when my sister gets here we'll be taking them in the round pen and just getting them used to people's weight shifting on them right right right. they're still i mean they're a smaller horse but they're very sturdy so yeah they're beautiful that jet black is just oh yeah breathtaking and mindy is still the boss yeah mindy is in charge even though she you know she's the mayor and a lot of times a gelding's in charge but rowdy isn't secure enough mom's in charge and wherever she goes they all go if i'm riding mindy out in the pastures they're all behind me or running up and down you cannot take a ride but if i ride rowdy who is her son nobody comes and follows us because they're just happy he's he's left the barn (laughs) because he's a pest Yeah, they're like, they're like, yay, ride him, get him out of here. We don't even want to look at him. Yeah. We like to just relax Yeah, for a they're while. like applauding me going, yes, thank you. Yes, take him right. away. And it's it's true. It's so funny. I don't blame him a bit. 
Well, I'm always, I'm just so impressed with um, your relationship to them. You have two dogs also, one that's recovering from ACL surgery. Yes, my big dog. He's 120 pounds, a Rottweiler Shepherd. He was a rescue off a reservation in Arizona. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be a little dog, but once he passed 90 pounds, I knew there was no going back. <laughs> Still thinks he's a lap dog, but yeah, he'll be... He'll be down and taking it easy for the next couple months, I'm sure. And then I have my older dog, Girl, who is 16 years old, who's traveled everywhere with me, who is just, uh, she's a terrier across a mutt, but she's still in pretty good condition for an old dog, just mm-hmm. your usual fat tumors and old age stuff that dogs get. Right. And she's still trucking along. Right. I don't know where she went. She was in here. She's laying down somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just, I I am really, really just blessed to have met you. And finally, after all these years, David's like, Lance and Nancy are moving. And I was, who? They're getting closer to us. Okay. And so I'm just, I love, I love being here. Thank you for having us. You're our first guest. My sister flew in, but then she helped us move here. So you're our first visitors they got to stay overnight and we were very excited because you know we bought this house and it's beautiful and we got rooms set up and we're like gosh do we know any do we know enough people that'll come through Oklahoma and stop overnight cuz you know who comes to Oklahoma right you know? but uh so yeah, you guys were so welcome, and it's just been great. It being has with been. You. It has been fun, and you and the ranch is just starting. And I know that you guys have so many plans. And I got oh. the tour, and you know it'll be really exciting to come back and see more things. And I can see this this genuine, you know, aging women know the aging part is only because we're over fifty, and but we do know. Oh, and yeah. you have so much experience that you've gained in learning people and who they are. And um, I see it here big yeah. time. Well, we're aging women and we, we do know a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of us were moms. Mm-hmm. You know, in our lives, you have all these different lives. You're a mom, you're a wife, you know, you're a sailor, mm-hmm. you know, you're a federal, you know, agent. I mean, there's just you have all these different lives within you and we're so smart now but just think back when you were like 18 (laughs) it's scary but we made it yeah we did absolutely i'm loving it i mean everything i've done even stuff that was hard you know it makes you who you are exactly absolutely well thank you very much i know that my audience is going to really enjoy this and, uh, and I am enjoying myself. And we're not done yet. We're here still through today and we'll leave tomorrow. So thank you, everybody. Come back and see us next week. And remember, aging women know. Bye. Bye.